ഹിമുൽമ Most respected brothers and elders, mothers and sisters, continuing with the discussion about the servants of Allah Ta'ala who have been given a very special title in the Quran Sharif, who Allah Ta'ala calls Ibadur Rahman. They are the slaves of Rahman. A very special title is being accorded to them. because they are people who have the qualities that Allah Ta'ala loves and they have this humility they have this muhabba this compassion, kindness this is a very beloved quality in the court of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala so Allah Ta'ala says that these are the Ibadur Rahman the special servants of Rahman of Allah Ta'ala And as mentioned previously, that there are 13 aspects that are highlighted in the ayat that follow, which are the special characteristics of these Ibadur Rahman. So it goes without saying that there are people who are punctual with the commands of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, with fulfilling the commands of Allah Ta'ala. There are people who are punctual on their salah, they fulfill the the other injunctions of deen, if it's a month of Ramadan, they fast properly. If zakat is due upon them, then they are discharging the zakat. If hajj is farz upon them, they are fulfilling the hajj. And they are staying away from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. This goes without saying. Otherwise, if a person, for example, is very humble, but he is engaged, but he is engaging in so much of sin at the same time, then such a person is not among the Ibadur Rahman. If a person is very, very punctual with some wazaif, some tasbihat, excellent, mashallah. But the person is not conscious about the rights of people, then this too is not a person among the Ibadur Rahman. So in any case, the ayat that follow and the qualities that are mentioned therein, they span all the departments of deen. So everything is included in here, but they are... expressed as part of certain highlights that these are the very special aspects sometimes a person has built a new house so he invites his family, friends so now people come so out of now courtesy or whatever the person gives them a tour a little bit of the house what he has built so now he doesn't go to every nook and corner to show them what he has here and what is there, but the highlights he will certainly show them. But the whole house is part of the structure, every bit of it, but he goes to the highlights. This is how I build this and this is how I build that. The person goes on a journey and he comes back, so now he talks to his family, he gives them a little report back of his journey. 
So now he doesn't talk about every single bit, whereas all that is part of the journey. But what he talks about is the highlights. So everything, every step he took is part of the journey. Nothing is outside it. But when he is giving a report back, he talks about the highlights. So likewise here, every aspect of deen is necessary. Every aspect of deen is important. But these are highlights. That a mu'min, a mu'min and a person who wants to be among the Ibadur Rahman, then these will be very prominent qualities in his life. So Allah Ta'ala mentions about these Ibadur Rahman, and as we discussed a day or two ago, that we are heading towards the Mubarak month of Ramadan, which is barely days away. And the month of Ramadan is not merely to engage ourselves in ibadat only without rectifying our lives. The ibadat also must happen and must happen to the best that we can perform and the maximum amount of ibadat that we can engage in. But it is not only that we engage in ibadat, we engage in various righteous actions, but do not reform our lives. If we don't pay attention to reforming our lives, rectifying our hearts, rectifying our day-to-day actions, then the actual objective of Ramadan would be lost. Because the primary objective of Ramadan is لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ What Allah Ta'ala says, that the month of Ramadan has been given to you and this fasting has been prescribed upon you. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you may acquire taqwa. So taqwa governs every part of a mu'min's life. Obedience to Allah wa Ta'ala in totality. This is taqwa. So if we are going to head towards the month of Ramadan and we don't even have it in our minds, we don't even have it in our heart, we haven't even yet made that intention that I want to become a true servant of Allah Ta'ala. I want to make my life such that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased with me. I want to rectify every aspect of my life. Yes, we are weak, we will make mistakes, but have we even made that determination that I want to become a true servant of Allah Ta'ala? Not just in ibadat alone, but in every aspect of life. Because on the day of Qiyamah, all these things will be accounted for. Whether a person performed his salah, that will be accounted for. That's the first thing that will be accounted for. Whether he paid his zakat, whether he kept fast, whether he went for hajj, all this we have to account for. If he committed disobedience of Allah Ta'ala in terms of, na'uzubillah, a person got involved in gambling, in drinking, in zina, in various other vices and sins, he's going to have to give an account for that. And he'll be taken to task for it. Unless he has made sincere toba, Allah Ta'ala forgives him, otherwise he's going to be taken to task for it. So that's one very essential part of deen, that a person fulfills his ibadat, stays away from sin, but he's going to have to give an account of his mu'amalat as well, about his dealings, how he dealt. Was he unjust to anybody in his dealings? Did he usurp anybody's wealth? Did he withhold somebody's inheritance? Did he take away somebody's, what is due to that maid or that helper or that uh, worker in the business or that employee or the person who did some service for him? Did he pay the person in full? 
or just made some excuse to try and just withhold something, Allah Ta'ala is going to take the person to account for all this. So we're going to have to have that in order as well. And likewise, our mu'asharat, our social life, if we fulfill the rights that are due upon us, the rights of our parents, the rights of our spouses, the rights of our children, the rights of other family members, the rights of our neighbors, we are going to account for this. And what kind of akhlaq we had, we are going to have to account for this as well. Did we adopt sabr? Did we have compassion and kindness? Did we have tolerance in our lives? Did we conduct ourselves with humility? And all the various other aspects of akhlaq. So now we are heading towards the Mubarak month of Ramadan. And the Mubarak month of Ramadan is not for ibadat alone. But the primary objective is to inculcate the taqwa, which spans all the departments of deen. And together with that, we will maximize the ibadat, because this is the very great bonus that Allah Ta'ala gives us in this Mubarak month, and the barakat and blessings that come. Now, we don't even have it yet in our mind, that I need to rectify my life, I need to reflect, what are the wrongs, and what am I going to do about this? Am I going to make Toba? Yes, I have to make Toba. And then take practical steps towards rectifying it. Whatever there is in our life, whatever we are shirking in, whether it pertains to the day-to-day issues, whether it is to matters of, for example, dressing, whether the laws of hijab and parda, whether it is pertaining to the intermingling with non-mahrams, whether it is regarding chatting to people who are not supposed to chat with illicit chatting, chatting freely with non-mahrams on the social media, etc. Whether it is that we are, is that we are looking is that we are looking at things we shouldn't be looking at, we are listening to things we shouldn't be listening to, things that are haram and impermissible in deen. And in a similar manner we have to reflect upon everything. So all these aspects are part of deen. And all these aspects we are going to have to account for on the day of Qiyamah. So we need to be conscious about all these aspects. So now we are heading towards this very great month of Ramadan, which has been given to us to inculcate this taqwa. And if we don't become conscious about what we are heading towards, we don't make this conscious intention of rectifying our life then this month will come and go and we won't be any better off after the month of Ramadan has passed. It will be, as they say, business as usual, meaning the upside-down business, the corrupted business. It will be business as usual. The same wrongs that were taking place before Ramadan carry on after Ramadan. So now this is the time, and especially under the conditions that we are, it is all the more necessary that we make a very firm intention and we start now. If you haven't made Toba from sins now, how are you going to now approach the month of Ramadan in a clean manner? We need to start now. Many a person unfortunately is using this time to watch all kinds of things because he's got so much of time at hand. Whereas this is a time to increase our ibadat, increase our tilawat, increase our zikr and dua, become conscious of deen, stop all the haram, not increase the haram. That I got more time, so I'll watch more movies now, Zubillah. That is an extremely dangerous thing. So in any case, 
what we were talking about is the Ibadur Rahman, and now we are heading towards this very great month, which is an opportunity to become among the Ibadur Rahman. And that requires primarily that we adopt taqwa, we make sincere tawbah from all the sins, and then we try and bring in these highlights in our life as well. Then inshallah, we too will become part of the Ibadur Rahman, the special servants of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, the servants of Allah Ta'ala, whom Allah Ta'ala has given this beautiful title to, Ibadur Rahman, subhanallah, may Allah Ta'ala include us among them, may Allah Ta'ala bless us with those qualities that make people the Ibadur Rahman. So, to continue with the ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, وَعِبَادُ الرَّحْمَانِ الَّذِينَ يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هَوْنَا وَإِذَا خَاتَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا The first ayat contains two aspects, mentions two characteristics of these Ibadur Rahman. The first thing Allah Ta'ala mentions, that they are those people, يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هَوْنَا that they walk very humbly on the earth. Now already in the word Ibadur Rahman, Ibad, the plural of Abd, already that message was given to us that the servants of Allah Ta'ala, the true servants of Allah Ta'ala are those who are very humble. But together with that, the very first characteristic, very first quality of the Ibadur Rahman that is mentioned here, is yamshuna ala al-ardi hawna, that they walk humbly on the earth. Now what is this meant, what does this mean? That they walk humbly, but they talk proudly, that they walk humbly, but they behave in an arrogant manner, that they walk humbly, but they are not concerned about how they deal with people, no. What is meant is that this person is completely humble in every aspect. He walks also very humbly. Because that humility has permeated every bit of him. So even his walk, his natural walk has become a very humble walk. He doesn't walk with pride. He doesn't walk with arrogance. He doesn't walk with his chest puffed out and walking in a manner that, as if to say, I am somebody or I am everything and nobody else can match me and everybody else is far behind me. No, he has no such thing in his life. He walks very humbly. He is a humble person. He all the time is conscious that I am a humble slave of Allah Ta'ala and I am all the time supposed to remain conscious that I am nobody, I am nothing. So even his walk is very humble. Uh, this brings us again to that same quality, the quality of humility. Can we see how essential this humility is? How essential this tawazu, tawazu, humility in the life of a mu'min is? That it's as if everything starts off with this humility. Ibadur Rahman, their special characteristics, special qualities are being mentioned. It all builds up on the foundation of humility. So if humility is not in place, then it's a very, very difficult situation because everything else is going to be a problem. Humility is the most essential thing. 
So the Ibadur Rahman, the highlight of their life is humility, humble, being very humble, humble servants of Allah Ta'ala. We spoke about the humility of the Sahaba Ikram, the humble personality of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, how humble he was. I mean it is, uh, when a person has this humility in him, then many of the desired things in life happen naturally. Among the things that are mentioned regarding Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he would serve himself, take care of his own needs. If there was a need to even mend his shoes, he did it himself. Now who can do this? Provided that a person has humility, he won't have any issue doing it. And a person who is devoid of humility, very difficult to do his own work. Where he can be instructing others to do it, he will find it very difficult to do his own things. And to serve others, help others, unless there is some kind of material benefit in it. Like for example, serving a customer very humbly. That is not humility. That is a business tactic. A person is very humble with that rep or with that person who is trying to sell something to or whichever other manner in a person now trying to do some business or trying to get some work done, trying to get a deal done, trying to negotiate something, and now he's being very humble, and he's being very, very caring, and he's ready to help the person out. That's not humility. That's a business tactic. That's a business tactic to just try and make some more profit, or to try and clinch that deal, or to try and get a better price out of the person. That's a business tactic. Humility will show where there is no immediate, tangible benefit that a person can see in terms of dunya. But his yaqeen is in akhirat. That I am the humble slave of Allah Ta'ala and I should do my own things as far as I can. And I should stop instructing others. And I should help others as far as I can and as much as I can. Others, others who nobody else will even know and notice. Now this can only happen if there is tawazu. So now within the four walls of one's home, it will not take any effort to help out with some chores, to do some things, if there is tawazu. And if the tawazu is missing, very difficult. Rasulullah wasallam would sometimes help out with chores. Can we imagine? The Nabi of Allah Taala. Sometimes he would sweep the house. Sometimes he would be helping out in other chores. So this is only possible when there's tawazu. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. And prior to becoming the Khalifa, there was some poor family, etc. He used to go and even milk their goats for them. When he was appointed as the Khalifa, one little child from that clan, from that family said, now he's the Khalifa, where is he going to come and milk our goats? He heard about this and he said, never. Nothing, inshallah, will change me. I will continue to milk the goats for you all. He has become the Khalifa of the believers, the Khalifa of the Muslims, and the Khalifa of the Muslim lands. And yet, this is his extent of humility, that what is it? I will go and milk their goats for them. Umar bin Abdul Aziz, rahimahullah, he is the Amirul Mu'mineen. And a guest came to his place 
and while he was busy with the guest, the lamp got extinguished. Uh, he's the Amirul Mu'mineen, he can click his fingers, he can shout out an instruction, but he wakes, wakes up himself, and he goes and he sets right the lamp. Now this was a very menial task, and it was not expected of somebody who is such a great personality, Amirul Mu'mineen, that he will now go and do this kind of menial task. So the the guest was a little embarrassed in a sense. He says to him that you could have shouted out to one of the slaves or somebody else to come and do it, or you should have told me, I am, meaning you are the Amirul Mu'mineen, I am your subject. I should have done it otherwise. So his very, very casual answer and response to this was that when I woke up to go and put right the lamp, I was Umar. And when I did the job and came back, I was Umar, Umar bin Abdul Aziz. When I went, I was the same person. And I came back, I'm the same person. What he meant to say, that going to do this job didn't lessen me in any way. It didn't make me lose anything in any way. So what's the problem if I did it? If I went myself and did it, I didn't shout out an order. I didn't bark out an order to somebody else. I didn't make a fuss about it that somebody else must do my jobs for me. So what, what loss did it bring to me? Now who can respond in this manner? The person who has this tawazu and humility. The aspect about tawazu and humility, this is a sign of nobility. When a tree is laden with fruit, then you'll find it, it is hanging low because it's laden with fruit. So it is a sign when the tree is hanging low, even if from a distance you can't see the fruit, but it's a sign that this is a very rich tree. It's laden with something. It has a lot to offer. And if it is bare, it doesn't have any fruit, you'll find it standing tall, not prepared to lower itself in any way. Because it's got nothing to offer. So, tawazu and humility is a sign of nobility. And takabur, pride, boastfulness, arrogance, this is a sign of the lack of nobility. Being Having a mean uh, character, lowly character, that is takabur. That is what, what it indicates. So Tawazu has never ever hurt anybody. Rather Tawazu has brought a tremendous good for every person that adopted Tawazu. Tawazu has saved the day. Tawazu made the day. Tawazu saved the person who adopted it from numerous issues. There's a saying that the fruit, the fruit of Tana'at is Rahat. Like things, like a tree has fruit. Now, Qana'at, if a person adopts Qana'at, what will he get? A person has a tree, apple tree, he'll get apples. A person has Qana'at, what will he get? So the fruit of Qana'at is Rahat. The fruit of contentment is comfort. Because the content person is truly comfortable. He's comfortable within himself. And he's at peace. He's not in a turmoil. He's not now all the time helter-skelter, and how can I get this, and how can I update this, and how can I upgrade that. He's content, he's happy. So the fruit of qana'at is rahat. 
and the fruit of tawazu is muhabbat. When there is tawazu, there will be muhabbat. And minus the tawazu, then minus the muhabbat also. Then there will be the opposite of muhabbat. If a person wants muhabbat, that muhabbat cannot be attained without tawazu. Whether it is within the four walls of the home, whether it is with extended family, whether it is with friends, with anybody, where there will be tawazu between the parties, there will be muhabbat also. And take the tawazu out, if the tawazu went out of the front door, then the muhabbat will go out of the back door. They won't stay. They are either together or they're gone. So, this is the very, very crucial aspect about tawazu. And we find that these great personalities, this was a very, very prominent characteristic, and why wouldn't it be? Because they were among the Ibadur Rahman. And the Ibadur Rahman, the first thing Allah Ta'ala mentions about them is his tawazu. Now we are heading towards the month of Ramadan. This is also something to do now, to, to reflect, to check within ourselves. What is the level of my tawazu? And now how much more I have to work on this? How much more I have to try and strive to build up that tawazu and inculcate this humility in my life to become the true humble slave of Allah Ta'ala. All the time conscious that I am nobody, I am nothing, I am not deserving of anything. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with is purely His grace, is not my achievement. So I am not deserving of any praise, any acknowledgement, any pat on the back, any kind of accolades. If this didn't come, it doesn't really matter. Because it's purely Allah Ta'ala's grace if something, I managed to help somebody out in some way, or I did something for all Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy. Nothing of mine. No achievement of mine. I am just the humble slave of Allah Ta'ala. So this tawazu, this is a very, very fundamental quality. And this was such a natural thing in all the Ibadur Rahman. And again, why not? After all, it starts off with this. In the lives of the Sahaba Kiram, the lives of all the pious predecessors, everybody, this was the fundamental thing, tawazu. And as mentioned just now, that tawazu, the fruit of tawadu and humility is mahabbat. And take this tawazu out, muhabbat is gone. So this is the reason why we find that all the pious predecessors, all the people who had this great quality in them, they were people who were very beloved to everyone. They became the beloved of Allah Ta'ala, inshallah. And the sign of that was that people also were very, very drawn to them. It was the effect of the tawazu in them. The tawazu drew the hearts. And take the tawazu out, then you'll find the opposite effect. So in any case, this aspect of tawazu in the lives of our Kabir, this was the common feature. Tawazu was common in every single one of them. Just to take one or two examples, there was one very great personality, Mawlana Muzaffar Hussain Khandilwi, once he had gone out of the town for something, and as he's returning, he's walking. Now those days they used to walk, somebody is going somewhere 10 miles away, 15 miles away, 
and they would just walk. It's very uh, seldom that people would take transport for those kind of distances, because most couldn't even afford that too. And that wasn't such a common thing also. So somebody wanted to go 5 kilometers, 10 kilometers, they would walk without any issue. So now some village is few kilometers away, 10 kilometers away, they would walk. So in any case, he went out for some work, whatever the need was, and now he's returning, and as he's returning now he's walking, and alongside, there is some person who's walking with some load on his head. Now he's a person who's a little, maybe elderly, whatever, and there's a load on his head, his luggage. So without any hesitation, without feeling anything about it, the Muhammad he offered the person that, can I help you with your load? That person probably was walking for a long time already with it and he was maybe struggling with it too. So he was very grateful. He said, Jazakallah. And he passed this load on. So he took this load and put it onto his head. Now he's a very great senior personality and he thought nothing about it. He took it. In any case, now while they're walking, now this person is unknown to him. He's a stranger and he's not known in this area. So he asked him that, who are you and so and so, where you come from, from certain place, where are you headed for? He says, no, I'm headed for Kandla. Now Kandla is the place that they are going to, and this is the hometown of Mala Muzaffar Saab. Where are you going to? I'm going to Kandla. He says, what's your purpose of going to Kandla? What's your work? He says, no, there's one very big buzruk there, Mala Muzaffar Hussein Saab. And he started saying some things. So I'm going to visit him. Now he has no idea that the person who is walking alongside him is this very same personality. So he's saying, no, I'm going to visit this big buzruk. So I started saying some things. So Mawlana Muzaffar Sahib says to him, he's not what you're talking about. Yes, he performs his salah, but all the other things you're talking about. So now this person got very upset because he has come from far to visit this great personality and he's come with so much of aqidat and muhabbat now here is somebody else who is running him down. He's saying, yeah, he performs his salah, but he's not such a great person like you're talking about. So now he starts arguing with him. And now they're walking along. And as this sort of uh, discussion started like this, that what do you mean he's not a great person? And he's saying, no, no, he's nobody. And they now started, and they now started coming very close to the town. And some of the townspeople, they were probably on their farms, on their land somewhere, they saw in the distance, Ma Muzaffar Saab, he's walking with his load on his head. They came running. What are you carrying this for? And why? Now this person realizes that the person I am coming to see is the very person I gave my load to carry to. And he is now saying that, no, 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 that person is not such a great person. He is just an ordinary person. But it was his humility. It, was, it wasn't just a pretense. It wasn't just something for the sake of just impressing anybody else. No, this was humility in reality. It was spontaneous. There was no time to make up any stories here. These were the qualities that these people possessed. They regarded themselves as nobody, as nothing. Hazrat Sheikhul Hindma, Mahmud Hassan, Deobandi, Rahmatullahi, very great personality, the father of Deoband, and who all the Akabir of Deoband are all his students. Mawlana Ashraf Ali Tanwi, Rahmatullahi, Mawlana Muhammad Ilyas, Khandalwi, Rahmatullahi, whether it's Hussein Ahmad Maddi, all the various great work and efforts of deen that took place thereafter from these great personalities, they are all the students of Shaykh Al-Hind, very great person, 
one person came to visit him. He also doesn't know who the person is. First time he's coming to meet him. He comes and knocks on the door. And he came from, somebody guided him, told him there's the house. So he went there and he knocked on the door. And one person came, it was midsummer, extremely hot. Now the person is inside his house. So when he came, he came to the door. He was dressed in a lungi and a vest because it was extremely hot. They didn't have air conditioners in those days. They didn't even have electricity to have fans. It was the hand fan that would just help to fan the person. Now in any case, when this guest came, he thought this is the servant. So he said, I've come to meet Sheikhul Hind. So he welcomed the person at the door, welcomed him inside, and he took him in, and he seated him. Then he brought something cold for him to drink quickly, because it was a very hot day. This person had come from a distance, wherever he came from. And then he took this hand fan and he started fanning him. So now this guest for a while just appreciated this. Then he said, look, I don't have too much time and I've come to visit Sheikh Hind. So will you please inform him that I'm here? This person said, yes, inshallah, he'll come just now, he'll be here. And he continued fanning him and is now uh, doing whatever he can to com- make him comfortable. After another short while passed, again he said, look, now with a little bit of irritation that this person is now wasting my time, he's not informing Shaykhul Hind, rahmatullah that this person has come to meet you. So now when he said it again with a little bit more force, that look, I've come to meet Shaykhul Hind, and please go and inform him, inform him. So now he says, there's nobody like Shaykhul Hind here, but Mahmud Hassan is the name of this person. Now that was his name, Shaykhul Hind, rahmatullah name was Mahmud Hassan. Allah Mahmud Hassan, Deobandi, rahmatullah So now he says and reveals his identity, that uh, there's nobody by the name of Shaykhul Hind here, that was a very great title people gave him. And Ashafari Thani Rahmatullah used to say that this was also a very uh, lowish title. His title was actually supposed to be Sheikhul Alam. That the Sheikh of the whole world, this is a type of personality he was. But this is how he conducted himself, no airs about himself, ready to humble himself, humbled himself naturally, serving the person, not out of any other purpose and motive, purely for Allah Ta'ala's sake, because he truly regarded within himself that I am nobody, I am nothing. So because this was the way in which he regarded himself, it was no effort to humble himself in this manner. He didn't have to humble himself. He was humble. He didn't have to make an effort to humble himself. It was naturally in him, because he had humbled himself already. He had made himself the humble slave of Allah Ta'ala. So now this this flowed naturally, these humble actions, these flowed naturally. And if this humility is missing, then it's very, very difficult. Firstly, a person will not be able to do any khidmat and service to others, unless there is some material benefit out of it, or some impression can be created in the eyes of others. There will be some worldly motive. But purely for Allah's sake, and where there will be no praises coming, person knows up front, nobody will even know about this. If somebody, if somebody, if somebody gets to know about it too, they're not going to pay much attention to it. That's a time he will not be able to do anything, if that humility is not there. And if that humility is missing, then that muhabbat will be missing. And then every small issue will become a big issue. So this is a very, very essential quality that we have to inculcate the quality of muhabbat, the quality of tawazu, of humility. Man tawada alillah, rafa'ahullah, 
in the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah says, the one who humbles himself for Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will elevate him. Now the Arabic word tawada'a, man tawada'a lillah, a person who is familiar with Arabic to some extent, so they, the person would understand that this is what is termed as from the Babi Tafa'ul. Now there is a certain degree of what is called takalluf. In other words, what is being expressed here is the one who will force himself to become humble. So initially, sometimes in a person this quality is missing, so he finds it very difficult to do things which he deems to be against his position, or which he doesn't feel comfortable doing. This is not my job, this. It's somebody else's job. If somebody, for example now, this time of the lockdown, and many people, the helpers are not at home, they're also gone, and they're in a lockdown somewhere, and now there's no helper, and now there's a need to help out in the house, to help out in the chores, perhaps even to wash the bathroom. Not my job, this is. How can I be doing all this? Somebody else's job. And don't dare ask me, don't even hint. Now, when there isn't tawazu, then that will be the case. But if tawazu is there, there might not even be that opportunity to hint. Without the hint also, there will be that helping carrying on. The person will be ready to assist, ready to do things. And everybody will be helping each other. All will be ready to help each other. So this quality, this is what is being expressed here. That sometimes these are things which a person is not really feeling inclined to do. But Nabi is giving the prescription, Man The person who will force himself to be humble. And he will humble himself and do what is the requirements of humility. So one time, two times, five times, ten times, he'll keep forcing himself. He really doesn't want to do it. But despite not wanting to do it, he forces himself to do it. But as he goes on forcing himself a dozen times, two dozen times, but as it keeps continuing, it starts inculcating this quality within him. He starts becoming naturally humble. And over time, this then becomes his first nature. Once upon a time, this wasn't even part of his nature. Then he had to force himself. It was his second nature maybe over time. Over time, it starts becoming his first nature. Everything just flows naturally with humility. So this tawadu, meaning a person forcing himself. But he's forcing himself and humbling himself. Man tawada alillah. He's humbling himself only for Allah Ta'ala, not for any other motive and purpose. Rafa'ahullah, Allah Ta'ala will elevate him. Allah Ta'ala will make him, elevate him in the sight of people also. And the main thing is he'll be elevated in the court of Allah Ta'ala. But not that he is doing something in order to be elevated in the sight of people. Then that is not for Allah, that is for people, that is for dunya. So, man tawada alillah, the person who humbles himself for Allah Ta'ala. So now many a times we think about these things as abstract qualities, as abstract aspects, something that pertains to Allah knows this way, when... No, the place to adopt this tawazu is right there, right with people around us, in our homes, in our businesses, in our day-to-day interactions with people, 
And that's, that's where the stawazu starts. Not that we wait for some senior personality from somewhere to come, then we will show how humble we are. No, the humility starts at home. As they say, charity begins at home. So charity begins at home, humility begins at home too. That we humble ourselves with those around us. And we humble ourselves with everybody. And when we'll be able to humble ourselves with people, then we will realize that indeed we are nobody. We are the humble slaves of Allah Ta'ala, we are nobody. And inshallah we will be able to humble ourselves in reality before Allah Ta'ala. So this is the first quality that is mentioned about the Ibadur Rahman, that Yamshuna ala al-Ardi hawna. They walk very humbly on the earth. They're very walking. The person is walking in such a way that that humility is evident. That humble walk doesn't mean a very slow and a very, very, uh, like a person now about to fall down is walking so slowly. No, no. Rasulullah wasallam, his pace was swift. When he walked, his pace was swift. But he had the most humble walk. The humility in his walk was beyond imagination. But at the same time, the pace was swift. He didn't walk in a way that was now very, very slow. So the humility is required in everything, even in the walk. But here is not just meaning confined to the walk, that this person is humble, in every aspect is humble, even his walk is humble. May Allah wa ta'ala grant us this humility and bless us with all the noble qualities, bless us with the most beautiful akhlaq, make us among the Ibadur Rahman, make us among his special and chosen servants. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala accept us and Allah ta'ala grant us ease and afiyat. Allah ta'ala enable us to conduct ourselves in a way that earns his pleasure in every aspect of life. May Allah ta'ala remove all the difficulties and hardships, remove all the constraints and whatever lockdowns have come upon the whole ummah. Allah ta'ala remove these with afiyat. Allah ta'ala bless one and all with his muhabbat and with his blessings. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم رضي الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 لا إله لا إله إلا الله 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 لا إ
Allah, 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 Allah,
Hardly we do anything for somebody and we don't tolerate that ingratitude, ya Allah. And yet we have been so ungrateful, ya Allah. All your ni'mas we used it to break your commands, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. The height of ingratitude, ya Allah. We are seeking forgiveness, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, forgive us, ya Allah. Forgive us, ya Allah. Forgive us, ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, you forgive us, ya Allah. Ya Allah, there's nobody to question you why you forgive undeserving ones like us, ya Allah. There's nobody to question you, Ya Allah. Certainly we don't deserve anything, Ya Allah. But you are most kareem, Ya Allah. You are rahim, Ya Allah. You are ghaffar, Ya Allah. Ya Zal Jalal, you are nikram. Ya Zal Jalal, you are nikram. Ya Zal Jalal, you are nikram. Ya Hayyu, Ya Qayyum. Ya Hayyu, Ya Qayyum. Bi rahmatika nastaghif. Ya Hayyu, Ya Qayyum. Bi rahmatika nastaghif. يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث أصلح لنا شأننا كله أصلح لنا شأننا كله أصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين ولا تنزع منا صالح ما أعطيتنا ولا تنزع منا صالح ما أعطيتنا ولا تنزع منا صالح ما أعطيتنا إله العالمين يا الله يفقف في الله ربما أعطي بفكرتي ذن هاتشب في الله Ilahul Alamin, grant ease and afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Grant ease and afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, enable us in the entire ummah to do those amal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us in the entire ummah from those amal that bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, uplift the azab, Ya Allah. Uplift the azab, Ya Allah. Uplift the azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, remove the viruses, Ya Allah. Remove all the other sins, all the other difficulties, Ya Allah. But we have brought upon ourselves due to our sins, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah, grant us taqwa, Ya Allah. Grant the entire ummah taqwa, Ya Allah. Bring us into the path of taqwa, Ya Allah. Grant us the ittiba of the sunnah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, save us from the ways of the West, Ya Allah. Save us from the indecency, Ya Allah. Save us from the shamelessness in all the aspects of life, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, grant us the haya of deen, Ya Allah. The haya of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Grant us his beautiful akhlaq, Ya Allah. Grant us his tawazu, Ya Allah. Bless us with the reality of Tawazu, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we have some words on our tongues and lips, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, bless us with the reality, Ya Allah. Bless us with the reality, Ya Allah. Bless us with the reality of Tawazu, Ya Allah. Bless us with the reality of good akhlaq, Ya Allah. Bless us with the reality of good akhlaq, Ya Allah. Allah, make us people of akhlaq, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, due to our poor akhlaq, we have become a barrier for people to come into deed, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us people of true akhlaq, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us complete hidayat, Ya Allah. Make us among your loyal and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, enable us to, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, get to the month of Ramadan with afiyat, Ya Allah. Enable us to use the Mubarak month in a most beautiful way, Ya Allah. In a most constructive manner, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from, Allah, save us from even wasting one minute, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, let every moment be spent in a way that you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant us all the good that Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, begged for. Ilahul Alameen, whatever Rasulullah sought refuge from, Allah grant us refuge as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sa'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaag wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-aliyin azim 
Ya Allah, ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, Allah. Allah, open the doors of your houses to us, ya Allah. Open the doors of the masajid, ya Allah. Ya Allah, make the haramin sharifin abad again, ya Allah. Ya Allah, make the masajid abad again, ya Allah. Don't deprive us due to Muslims, Ya Allah. Don't deprive us, Ya Allah. Ya Mubarak Mantis on the doorstep, Ya Allah. Open the doors of your houses to us, Ya Allah. Open out our hearts for Ya Allah, for your deed, Ya Allah. Open our hearts out for the Mubarak Sunnah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Open our hearts out for Taqwa, Ya Allah. Open our hearts out for good akhlaq, Ya Allah. Open out the doors of your masjid for us, Ya Allah. The doors of your houses for us, Ya Allah. You guide us, Ya Allah. You accept us, Ya Allah. All those who ask us to make dua for them, Ya Allah. You grant them the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. All those who are sick, give them complete shifa and afiyat, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samiyur alim. Watub alayna, Ya Mawlana, innaka anta tawabur rahim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi, Sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahabihi wa alihi 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 w